All right, guys, welcome to the year 2022. This is the first episode, and here we go. There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast. gentlemen welcome to this episode of the western huntsman podcast and uh i gotta tell you welcome to 2022 this is the first episode of the year uh had a little hiatus there i really apologize about that i'll explain it in just a minute but uh, this is jim huntsman the host and i'm coming at you from the broken town studio right here in clark fork idaho and uh, like i said guys sorry about that hiatus uh we had some we had some shows and stuff lined up to do and and uh if you've been if you've been following us on instagram <laughs> you you know we we had kind of like the snow copolics from hell come in and absolutely dump all over everything to include my uh recording plans my internet was down for a long time uh in fact i couldn't even get into the studio because the snow was piled up in front of the door uh, <laughs> it was, it was bad. And so, uh, we, uh, we finally just actually, we were, we were stuck up here for like four days up on the, up on the mountain where, where our homestead is. And I had to have a buddy, my buddy Cody came out, uh, this last Saturday and he dug like more than half of the driveway out. Cause I got a, I got this long ass driveway and it was just like, it was piled up in snow. And then to top it off, an avalanche came down off of these cliffs on my property and covered it even more. And so uh, Cody was down there with his big old backhoe trying to dig me out. Spent all day working his tail off, and then I'm coming from the from the top with the tractor. Uh, it's just been a nightmare. So uh, I've never seen this much snow in North Idaho. I, apparently, we broke every record since 1971, um, and uh, here we are. Here we are, mid-January. And now, to, uh, what's crazy is it's raining out there as as we're speaking right now. It's like it's like 43 degrees and raining. So, anyway, that's my uh, my soapbox, my my complaints for uh, the, kicking off the new year here. Um, I want you guys to know there's a few things that we are working on, and I'm going to need your help to help get this stuff out there. Um, it, there's a lot going on, and and part of this episode, uh, I've got my buddy Chris on. We're, I'm going to introduce him in just a minute. Uh, but there's a lot going on with uh, in terms of the the, the anti hunting movement and some of the the petitions and legislative actions that are being introduced against hunting uh, in multiple different states and it's it's just you know I want to say it's the typical winter bullshit that happens uh, but it's it's kind of even more so than just what is the norm and what is typical. And so we're going to cover a lot of that uh, and a lot of the episodes that are coming up are going to be, you know, evolved around or revolving around that topic because we have, and I promised you guys that we were not going to take our foot off the gas when it comes to like our our friends in Washington and this this bear hunting, their spring losing the spring bear hunt uh, this this coming season uh, with their with their uh, commissioners making that decision. So 
uh, we're not taking uh, the gas off the pedal. There's a few things we're working on. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to announce what is going on with this Howl for Wildlife organization uh, that was just started, and that's that's kind of the topic of tonight. But uh, before we do that, I need what what I need you guys to do. If you if you're listening and you support the mission, you support our message, and you support the show, uh, you're crazy enough that you uh, you you somehow enjoy my podcast, <laughs> which I, I don't understand, but at the same time, I deeply appreciate. I, I really appreciate all you guys, uh, which, by the way, 2021 was just a freaking awesome, uh, epic year for the podcast, for the show. We saw tremendous growth, uh, especially during hunting season. Uh, downloads were through the roof. We're getting, like, just north of 10 15,000 downloads a month uh which for a a dude like me that started this podcast just thinking you know a few friends would tune in is is absolutely amazing so from the bottom of my heart I appreciate it it was a great year for us uh this show really grew I feel like there's um things that we do with this show that are actually making a positive impact and that's the goal uh to help further that because I'll be I'll be totally honest with you guys this this thing with with us moving out here on the homes on the homestead and all the work that's involved and and uh, you know the stress of putting out episodes each week, I was kind of contemplating earlier in the year of 2021 whether or not I wanted to keep it going after 2021. And the reason I did is because of the response from you guys and and the the magnitude of the downloads and the and the messages I received uh, and the encouragement that that we received about what we're doing and what we're trying to achieve. And because of that, we're, we're going to keep this thing going. I feel like we've started, you know, somewhat of a movement and this movement is going to continue and it's going to get stronger and it's going to grow in order for that to happen. Um, the, the help that I would ask from you guys is to take an episode that, that really impacted you and, and maybe share it with somebody who you feel like it would impact them. Uh, if, if, if you've got an episode in mind, whether it's this one or any of the, you know, hundred or so episodes we've done in the past or a school of September series or, or something along those lines, if you guys feel it's, it, it could make a positive impact on somebody else, if you don't mind sharing it with one or two people that would, re- that goes a long way. Uh, also writing reviews on, on Apple, uh, podcasts is really helpful for us. Please jump on there and write a good review for us if if you support us. Uh, again, it makes a it makes a big difference. You could write a review on Podbean as well, um, but the the big one is is on that Apple Podcast. And then follow us on Instagram. Uh, that's a that's an indicator for you know organizations that look at our platform and consider you know partnering with us for you know as we as we move into I'm not talking about sponsorship stuff I'm talking about partnering with us and taking us serious as a platform as we move forward with this fight against anti hunting and the anti hunting movement and and the humane society in the United States and the, you know all these groups we're going to talk about um, that helps us a lot. That helps us a lot if we've got a big Instagram following. And you guys know me. I don't know shit about Instagram. Uh, it's it's new for for me. And uh, so we don't we don't have the the audience following on Instagram is not consistent with the audience downloads on the podcast. And so we want to try to balance that out and make it make it show a little bit more uh, for for going forward. So if you're if you're on the Insta and you're not following the Western Huntsman. Please check us out and give us a follow there. Um, and last but not least, I am going to announce this because I need you guys to help keep me accountable because I've tried to do this multiple times in my life and I always drop the ball and just stop doing it. 
But I am in the middle of writing a book that is kind of putting all of this together in a way that it make I'm trying to what I'm trying to do is create a message that makes sense that's simplified that every hunter can like appreciate and and actually not die of boredom reading but it's going to have action items as to how to help hunters going forward and it's going to it's it has a lot of different directions that it is it is going and that is for a reason but that book is, uh, I, I'm announcing it here so you guys make sure, you know, if you don't hear anything about me writing a book in the next few months, make sure you're hitting me up and, and keeping me accountable because I'm making the commitment now and I want that book out there. And I think I think it's going to help a lot of people uh, and help the hunting community just in general uh, having that out there. So those are about all the announcements for, for now. Um, again, I just, I can't thank you guys enough. I can't thank you enough for what you've done for me personally uh, as, as a listener and and it's it's just really humbled me. It was it was such a great year for us, uh, and and because of that, guys, we're we're gonna keep this going. And and thank you so much. Uh, I really enjoy doing it. So it, it makes it worth it when when there's people behind us and support there. And we're gonna keep rolling, folks. In we we're on a roll, and uh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep building. So thank you, thank you very much. If you guys have any suggestions or ideas of how to make the show better. Hit me up at jim at thewesternhuntsman.com. Send me an email, and I'll check it out. I, I, I try to respond to all of the emails that I receive, uh, and, and I, I feel like I do a pretty good job of that. So, guys, with that, I want to uh, introduce the guest I have tonight. This is somebody that uh, I've, I've actually wanted to have on the show for quite some time. His name is Chris McKelvey, and he's down in uh, California. And him and I connected, Chris, I think we connected like a year ago when we were, when this whole SB 252 bear ban came out in California. Uh, I think that's when you and I first connected and we've been kind of talking and staying in, in contact since, uh, and he's been keeping me apprised of things, all the shenanigans coming out of California. Uh, it's been really helpful. And with everything going on, I thought it'd be a good time to bring him on and introduce him to you guys and uh i appreciate you coming on chris how you doing man i'm doing good i'm doing good i'm glad to be here and i mean i wouldn't say all of the shenanigans out of california because i mean that's that's a full-time job and <laughs> i don't think you have time to listen and i don't have time i don't have breath to keep you filled in on everything man you make happening. a good but... point that is a valid point <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty much non-stop and from every direction down here but i mean it's uh yeah well it's, like you it's like you said yeah. before we started recording too it's not just hunting the shitstorm of craziness that comes out of some of these big cities in California is just is nuts. So I I don't know I, I like I like I told you before I, I just I feel bad for you guys, man. It just it messes with a guy's life. Yeah, it's I mean I mean it's it's a culture shock for me too. Honestly, I'm I'm sort of used to it now, but mm-hmm. I grew up in 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 what I tell what I I mean people technically i'm in northern california right now i live um i live in san francisco or i live sorry i do not live in san francisco i live just north of san francisco in santa rosa and uh-huh. people still want to call it northern california i i don't i'm offended by that i grew up in redding it's uh it's not the best place ever but there's still i mean you know everywhere has got its faults there's you know there's plenty of trash oh, sure. people and meth and all that good stuff up there in that area but yeah there's there's recreation, endless recreation up there. I mean, you could, you could leave town and drive, you know, 15 minutes and, and, you know, there's, there's places to go shooting or, you know, you could be hunting or, you know, four wheeling, hiking, whatever it is. And, and here it's, everything's private property. And, you know, if, if 
somebody sees you with a gun, you're probably going to be talking to the cops in, in short order. So it's, <laughs> it's definitely different down here. I mean, it's, uh, it's, yeah, like I said, it's been a, it's been a culture shock. And I mean, I've been down here for over 20 years at this point. So would it it surprise you to know that like when I go into the home Depot over there in Sandpoint, Idaho, it's about a, I don't know, half an hour drive from me that like half the people you see in there are openly packing firearms. Like it's just, no, not at all. It's normal. Yeah. Not the least bit surprised. And and honestly, it's, uh, (laughs) so I'm like, again, like we said before we started, and I think I've told you this a couple of times, uh, we're, we're, we're headed for, uh, we're headed for Idaho come this summer. Um, it's, it's been something that, that I've wanted to, I never thought I would do for the longest time when I was younger, but you know, mm-hmm. more and more over the last couple of years, just watching the way everything's gone. Like it, it we've started looking at anywhere, but here, you know what I mean? And we kind of yeah settled on, we're looking at the, the Eagle area somewhere in that, in that treasure Valley. And, um, yeah, I'd be, yeah. I'd be happy with a little more rural, but you know, my wife likes the idea of, uh, staying a little closer to civilization. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's, that's where we're, where we're going to set down, but we'll see where, you know, how yeah. everything shakes out and over, over a few years. Maybe I can drag her further and further into the woods. Yeah. Yeah. You need to get her out a little bit, man, and uh, make her more comfortable yeah. with the, with the back country uh, up here in Idaho. I'm just, I, I'm, it's always an interesting thing to me because obviously I'm sure you're, you're like on some Idaho forum type groups where, you know, obviously there's a lot of grumbling here in Idaho about all the Californians moving here, right? Yep. And and it's it, everybody knows it. It's not like some surprise or anything. It's not a secret. Uh, and it's it's not just an Idaho thing too. I mean, it, it happens in all the all the other Western states and everything. So the question I always have when somebody talks about that is, um, like when when you're do, do you feel when you're in California now? Because it, California just seems like this foreign thing to me and and i've got some friends down there i've got friends that like you and i've got guy from western contours you know and and that have opened my eyes to to let me know that you know oh there's there's actually normal freaking people in california but you know from from a distance it, it sometimes seems that it's not that way and and when you're in California and and you're looking at like the rest of the country and you're considering moving out, like, does it just seem like California is this totally hopeless lost cause and there's no getting it back? Or is that why everybody's wanting to leave or what, what's going on with that? Um, I don't, I don't want to say yes, that it seems, it does seem that way, but I mean, it's put it this way. I mean, the reason that, that, you know, we're, we're having this conversation right now is because of, you know, the hunter activism, right? I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. what we're really talking about is, is the, the effort that we're putting forth to try to stop all this craziness with all the bands that are going on. And I don't care where I end up, you know what I mean? I still have friends that are stuck here for yeah. whatever reason, you know, you know, their wives, families here and they're, they're not leaving and, or whatever, you know what I mean? So regardless of where I end up, you know, and just like right now, I mean, there's like, there's, uh, so Arizona's fighting to keep the ban. I haven't read it verbatim yet, but my yeah. understanding is that, that they're out for an all out predator ban. Yeah. That's, um, that's kind of uh, what I read. I don't, that, that's I don't think I it includes it. coyotes, but you know, they're after all the big ones, all uh, the big ticket items, the, the bobcats, bears and bears, mountain lions, mountain lions yeah. um, in that, in that zoom that, that you had to cut out of earlier. Um, they Colorado just they had one just kick off and I I believe it's um 
mountain lions for sure. Lynx, which is silly because you already can't hunt lynx in Colorado, right? Is my understanding. Yeah. Uh, bobcats, and I don't know if it goes further than that to other predators. Washington's trying to get their, you know, their spring bear back, and they just launched another all-out attempt to, to ban California bear hunting. So, yeah. you know, we're regardless of where it is, we we have to dissolve the state lines in our head. We have to forget about what brand camo we're wearing, what your preferred method of chase is, whether you're a trad bow or a compound bow shooter, whether you're shooting long range or if you're shooting, you know, grandpa's old rifle with open sights. Mm-hmm. If you're a hunter, and even if you're not a hunter, if, if you just, if you value true biodiversity on the landscape, if you want to go out and see all spectrum of animals, not just a shit ton of predators. And even at that, that's going to stop if that, if they get in their way, you know what I mean? You're going to see a bunch of predators for a while. Then you're going to see a bunch of mangy skinny predators and you're not going to see any more predators. That's, exactly. that's just how it's going to work out. They're not going to tell you that, you know what I mean? But that's, that's what the eventuality of, you know, of their success would look like. The data is there to support that. I mean, the, the, it's yes. not like that is hard to find information. That is exactly no. what happens. Um, and, and, and you make, you make a really good point in, in a sense that, you know, when, when the data's there and they're still running about and talking about all these, the, these predator bands that they want to, it's all emotionally charged stuff, right? I, I mean, it's, it's yep. just all emotionally charged stuff. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought there because I've got this, this how for wildlife website flashing in my face here and I'm, was wanting to get to that, but I want to, I want to get back to, to you, for a minute and talk about I like give us an idea of how you grew up and and how you got into hunting and 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 you know let's let's take it from there yeah so the the short version of the story to keep it from getting too long i'm i'm almost of the generation hunter that wasn't um my my grandfather was a hunter but he was also severely asthmatic uh and this is my dad's dad the last deer that he shot almost killed him um he hunted in like the alturas area so like sierras uh-huh. Um, big country, you know, I, I don't know all the details of it. If it was a bad shot or if it was just one of those, one of those bucks that just doesn't want to die, you know, mm. and it, it ran downhill forever and the pack out, you know, plus the asthma, he, he just, he had to make the decision. He's like, I, I can't ethically do this because it's going to come to the point where either I kill myself trying to get these animals out or I'm not going to be able to recover them. And that's, you know, I mean, that's one waste, right? That's none of us want that in any ethical hunter. That's the last thing you want is to have to, you know, look down there and say, well, that's, you know, I can't do anything with that. That's, that's beyond my capabilities. So he stopped hunting before I ever was in the picture. I mean, my, my dad was young when he, when he quit hunting. So, um, none, nobody on my mom's side, I got some bird hunters, but, um, you know, it just never, I, I, I have pictures. I have disposable camera pictures. I took when I was a kid of deer. I mean, they're all horrible and blurry. You know what I mean? But I've been chasing <laughs> these things. It's, it's in my, it's in my DNA. You know what I mean? I've been chasing mm-hmm. these things as long as I can remember. I just didn't have the avenue to turn it into hunting until, uh, my mom got remarried when I was, uh, 15 or 16. And my stepdad, um, traditional generational hunter, you know what I mean? His, his, his dad, you know, um, gave him the first rifle he bought when the rifle he bought from his dad's general store, when he was 12, a Savage model 99 and 300 Savage, he gave to my stepdad when he started hunting. And when I came into the picture, 
um, it became mine. And so I'm nice. kind of that weird, like, I'm not quite adult onset, you know, because I was I was still a teenager, but I didn't grow up with it. I didn't grow up around it. But at the same time, with that, you know, the family that I fell into, um, I kind of, you know, fell into that in the swing of the, you know, the generational hunter. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, and I, I've been listening to the, um, the divide and conquer, uh, episodes that you and guy and Joe did. And it's, it's kind of, it's been interesting to, to, you know, hear those and some of the, the stuff you guys are talking about, because it's kind of, it's making things click in my head, but like the way that I looked at things before I, I watched, I watched the, the hounds go away. And I was, I wasn't worried about it at all in California because I, I was convinced I knew a couple of houndsmen and that year actually that we lost, it was the first year that I ever did it, that I ever had the opportunity to do it. And so it was even worse when I watched it go because it was awesome. I loved it. I was thinking about getting into it and then it was gone and I didn't do anything to stop it. And it was, it was kind of an eye opener to me because, you know, I just, I mean, looking at it, like, this is the way it's always been, you know, kind of like you guys were saying in those episodes that there's just a lot of those traditional hunters or generational hunters look at it like this is the way things have always been and it's never going to change but it's changing i mean it has changed it's it's already happened and we're you know we're scrambling to to put the pieces back together and figure out what you know i mean the rug's gone the rug's out from underneath of us and what happened mm-hmm. so that was kind of a big you know a big eye opener for me that that it's not this isn't guaranteed and I've got two young boys. I've got a five-year-old and a, and a one-year-old. And, you know, if, if they have any desire to, to follow, you know, in my footsteps and continue this lifestyle, I got to do everything I can to make sure that it's still there. I mean, I got to do everything I can to make sure that, that I'm not teaching them to be a poacher by taking them out hunting. You know what I mean? But yep. to make sure that it's there for them also. So yeah. it's, it's just, you know I mean? Like I said, we got to dissolve the state lines squash all the squabbling and and bickering about i mean whatever you know whether you want to sit in a tree stand whether you want to chase hounds whatever you're as long as where you're doing it doesn't have a problem with you doing it i'm good with it i'll i will be your cheerleader you know what i mean i'm gonna be over here on the sidelines cheering you on and and if i can do anything to help you then by all means just ask so no it's it's it's, uh yeah it's a it's a great topic, man. I mean, and it's something like like you said, I, Joe and and Guy and I have been have been talking about that. We've got more of those episodes coming up. Uh, nice. We're gonna bring on some other people, Guy and I are, and uh, it, it's it, you know that that's an important conversation because there's two aspects of this. There is learning how to be aware of what's going on and why it's going on. Like, and what I mean by that is. Okay, we can all know uh, and and hear or see a post on on Facebook or something that okay, there's a there's a new petition in California that wants to ban the the spring bear hunt or or bear hunting just in general or or whatever. But I think it's important that we understand why. What where does this come from? And and wh- why why are there groups like the Humane Society of the United States? Which by the way, just as a side point. The Humane Society of the United States is my number one public enemy right now. 
I am so sick and tired of their propaganda, their petitions, their bureaucratic and legislative bullshit that they're introducing to these politicians that don't know anything different and their shenanigans that they, they keep, they're coming at hunting in all sorts of different ways through these lies, this propaganda. This group needs to go. Like this, yes. I am so sick 100%. of being on the defense against the Humane Society of the United States because they've got all this freaking money. I am ready to go on the offense with him, and I've got some ideas uh, as to how we're going to do that as hunters. But that that brings me to the second part. Remember, I was talking about there. There's two sides to this, and there's two ways to go about it. And the one side is is what I just mentioned: understanding who it is, understanding where it's coming from, understanding you know this anti-hunting side of it. And then the second side is understanding what we as hunters need to do to counter these measures. And you nailed it. We, we have to erase the state lines. We have to forget about being all upset because some non-resident is in our unit hunting. And, uh, you know, somebody's bow hunting versus rifle hunting versus muzzleloading hunting and whose camo's wearing what and blah, blah, blah. I, you know, everybody has their favorite gear and I love all my favorite gear. But, I mean, why would anybody in their right mind fight about it? it you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of everything that we're talking about and what we're up against. This kind of stuff, that is the second side of it. But, you know, it's it's how hunters are going to, I, I, I'm even, I, I'm sick of the word unify. I, you know, I'm sick of the word unify because it's like this buzzword that nobody takes seriously anymore. And so I, I want, I, I we need to come up with a, another way to have not such a blanket statement as to where hunters are a lot that we're allied against those that are against hunting or, or some way to bring that in under a new lens that wakes people up because it's, it's not a joke and it's not just a, a talking point that hunting hunters destroying themselves over their rivalries between gear and, and method of take and everything that you had mentioned is not a joke. That's serious stuff. And it's, and it's destroying us. Yeah. Sorry. I went off on a rant. Um, no, it's, I mean, it, it happens every time these conversations come up. I, I was kind of, my wife, like you, my wife doesn't hunt. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, furthermore, she's, she's not really good with bear hunting, but she knows that, that every, that every year I carry a bear tag mm-hmm. and that one of these days I'm <laughs> going to put one in the freezer. Dude, you and me both, man. I, I haven't gotten a bear. I haven't either. had much. Yeah, haven't had much luck with them. But you know, I mean, I saw more bear sign this year, unless I was just, which is entirely possible, just blissfully ignorant to it. And you know, with everything that happened last year, I think I was a lot more keyed into it. But I saw so much bear sign this year. I'm amazed that I did not step on just dozens of them. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's but, crazy, man. Like, yeah. Bro- when I before I bear hunted, I used to see bears all the time. I'd be snooping and pooping right through the woods as quiet as can be, and and a bear'd be up in a tree looking at me. Big old bear, yeah. you know. And, and that happened all the time. Now that I hunt them, which is I, I'm this is going to be my third season bear hunting. Now that yeah. I hunt them, I yeah never see them. The greatest bear opponent <laughs> you can have is a bear tag. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, great point. Yeah. So. But it is, yeah, anytime these conversations come up, you, you know, we, we spin off down the rabbit hole and, you know, get up on the soapbox and start preaching. I mean, I was kind yeah. of fishing for my wife to get a little more, you know, she's, she understands, you know, conservation management is necessary. It's just that she just, it basically just doesn't, doesn't like the idea of, of 
seeing it, but knows that it has to happen. And it's, you know, I went from trying to get a little more information out of her to like, I'm telling her about, you know, like we talked about how, how horrible everything's going to be if they do flat out ban predator hunting and how ultimately it's worse for yeah. everything. And, and, you know, I mean, it's just, we turn a simple conversation into <laughs> spewing the facts and, and yeah. again on the soapbox, but you know, yeah. You know, interestingly, when, when you bring that up, it makes me wonder, uh, like somebody like your wife, she's being reasonable about bear hunting because she's married to you, right? She's not somebody who's a hunter and she's not really an anti-hunter, but were you not a hunter and, and you were just somebody that was kind of in that same, uh, boat where, you know, you, you're rowing the same direction. You're not really a hunter. You're not really an anti-hunter, but your wife got some information that people were hunting bears and she didn't like it. Do you feel like she would be more on the anti-hunter side were she not married to a hunter? Um, no, but I mean, that has to do more with, so she grew up pretty rurally. She grew up in the, in the middle of the Sierra Valley in California, which is, I mean, they're out in the middle of nowhere. And her dad hunted when she was younger. Um, you know, so it was, oh, okay. she, she's been around it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. not like she's not a city girl, you know what I mean? So it's, it's not, all that, you know, the fact that meat is food and, you know, they're not just fluffy, cuddly animals and all that stuff is, uh, is, is in her head and she's pretty logical on that point. But I mean, I, I think that side of it, I mean, is, is the, is where our fight or our focus, I mean, I don't know, you know, they are the, the biggest demographic is, is the non hunters, right? Not the anti hunters. We've got the two poles, you know, just like with everything else that's going on right now, you got the two polar opposite sides of everything, but the biggest chunk is in the middle. And, you know, it's, it's going to be, I mean, one, we, we got to, as hunters, you know, we got to stop all the pay shit and, and be together or, or Mm -hmm. we can just kiss this or we can get every non-hunter we want. And we're still going to kiss this thing goodbye because we can't all get over our shit and, and just move forward together. But, if, you know, step two after, you know, drop the petty crap and, and, you know, stand together is I think we need to start combating what HSUS does with all their, you know, with all their false, I mean, they're flat out lies. All, all the, everything that they put out is, is lies and propaganda. Mm-hmm. We need to present correct facts, but tastefully. And that's, you know, again, that's a problem because, or for me anyway, I don't, I don't like arguing with somebody that, that doesn't, doesn't want to listen to reason or is already set in, in the opposite, you know, in, in an opposite state of mind. That's, that is, I mean, wrong based on lies and, and, you know, not factual information. So it's staying calm when you, tr- when you're trying to sway somebody, it's not my strong point, but I mean, that's, you know, I think that's where this like how for wildlife.org and, and things like that, like are huge, huge tools that I, I'm very hopeful will shift the way this whole thing goes. So let's, let's get into that. That that was a good way to transition into that. So there's a new, there's a new website and it's called, it's howlforwildlife.org. Um, and what this is, is basically, let me scroll down. I just pulled, whoops, wrong. I've got two laptops open here. (laughs) Okay. I I just want to kind of read, I don't know if it's a, if, if it's a mission statement, but, um, it says, who is the pack? 
If you love the outdoors and want to protect wildlife, then we need you. Regardless of political party, style of hunting, race, gender, or creed, we need you and we need each other to protect what we love. Our strength will be the greatest when we unify our howl. Uh, please join us and start making an impact today. And so I want to kind of get in. Actually, that wasn't what I was. Let's see. North America's wildlife and fisheries are constantly under threat. These threats are often based on misguided emotions, anthro anthropomorphism. Wow, that's a big word for me, dude. Like, I can't <laughs> say that word. What? Anthropomorphism. Okay. They're going to have to dumb this down for, for, for me. I mean, I can't read that, but I'm going to have to look that word up. Misunderstandings and lack of scientific evidence. We aim to protect all wildlife from what could be their destruction if management practices are removed. However, we cannot achieve our goals without the pack coming together as one for one to Howl for Wildlife. Howl for Wildlife works for the conservation and management of fisheries and wildlife through science-based data with action and advocacy. We'll have more exciting features coming soon, but for now, please join the pack. And I, I'm, I'm assuming that what they mean by joining the pack is just kind of it's uh, put your email address in there so they can kind of keep you updated, which I did that. But it's it's like as of right now, it doesn't look like there's a there's a fee or anything to to no, join. It's it's there's no it's not a fee. You don't it's so there's not like a membership can, fee. No, you can donate, and that goes to you know, taking action. It's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the hunter version of HSUS where, uh, where Charles gets, uh, whatever it is. Kitty's making like $700,000 700 $700,000. And that's just her salary. You can How does imagine. How a nonprofit pay someone $700,000 a year? Especially. Is that a crime? When, that a when crime? especially when they talk about how in need and the way that they propagate their messaging for, for what is needed funding wise and, and where they're going to spend their money. It's such a scam. It is such yeah. a the scam. The Sarah McLaughlin songs and yeah. the crying, the sad puppy dogs yeah. at the shelter. Yeah. That don't, get, don't get me started it, like with a fraction Kitty. of 1%. Yeah. 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 And, and they, they, they do such a good job at it. And so, um, I understand that. Well, actually, before I go there, I, can you explain what Howl for Wildlife is in your mind, in your eyes, better than how? Because I can't read half the words on there, apparently. So anthropomorphism, I looked it up while you were saying that because it, it's I, I thought I knew, but I wasn't positive. And I, I made, what, is it, what does it yeah. mean? It, it is the attribution of human traits, emotions or intentions to non-human entities. I, I got to uh, be is, honest, that, that's still advanced for me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, it's exactly what, you know, it, it's it's what they do in their, in all their propaganda. We, mm -hmm. so I don't know who it was that got a hold of it, but when we were fighting SB 252, that was, that was the, the Senate bill that was backed by Senator Weiner last year, trying to out and out ban bear hunting in California. Yep. They, one of the items that they present in trying to get backing for these things is they sent out a survey and and they they do like it's all it's all emotion based and 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 the way they word things is very i mean you could put this thing in front of a hunter and and given the are you for it or against it options we would have voted the exact same way that that all these people that that voted on this this survey that they got voted but it's they use questions like are you pro or against um the killing of 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 wet sows of sows with cubs yeah, I know. We're all against that, but it's also illegal, you know. So it's everything yeah. that they, 
you know, everything that they're asking is already illegal, but the, the uninformed majority, they don't necessarily know that, you know what I mean? And, and they're presenting this, this survey that they've got where, you know, and I think basically they said that, well, 80% of California, the population of California based on our survey is, is pro the banning of bear hunting out now. Mm-hmm. Because so, of the way they presented it. Yeah. And right. you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So having, you know, organized facts and the ability to actually present people with real scientific data, I think is, is, you know, once we get to the point of, of kind of addressing the the general public and trying to sway their mindset, I think is going to be one of our biggest tools anyway. So how it's, we, California's greatest success, I think with SB 252 was, was social media. I mean, honestly, we, it, the word got out and everybody on social media sent it to everybody they knew. I mean, I, I, I know people because of this, like, I mean, you and I, again, we're, we're, we talk a lot more. I think, you know, there was general social media banter before that comments and laugh at, you know, IG stories or whatever, or just say, you know, a comment on whatever post you make. But like, yeah, I, I sent, you know, I sent you the petition, the link to the petition and said, Hey, you know, I know that you're pro conservation and hunting and, you know, I see what you're doing all the time anyway. Can you help us spread the word on this? And, and I mean, to everybody, anybody I could think of any hunting company, I mean, mm-hmm. even outdoor companies, anything, anything that I could think of that, you know, in, that anyone that hunted or anything having to do with outdoors, whether they were just, you know, Joe Schmo on the, on the East coast or, you know, I mean, again, any company there's a uh, Skullbound TV. She's been great. She's, she's a bear killing animal and she, she's been good. She's got a huge following. And anytime any of these things come up, you know, I I'll ship it off to her. There's a you know, number of people that are sending her things for her to repost and, you know, help us spread the word. But I think that was the, the saving grace of it was that just everybody sent, you know, sent a petition link to everybody they knew. And, and we got, I mean, what was it? We had 20 something thousand, uh, you know, signatures on the petition in like yeah. three days time or something like it, that. It Whatever, was quick, you know, I mean, man. It was impressive. It was fast. Yeah. And then it was gone. It just, it went away. Well, this isn't worth our time, so we're not going to deal with this. Mm-hmm. But again, and that's, that was it is the, the dissolving of the state lines, you know what I mean? And it doesn't, you know, whether it's a, like I said, again, a, you know, if you're a tree stand guy from, from the, the Midwest or back East or, you know, a Western hunter, it doesn't matter if, if we lose, you will lose eventually. Yep. And it's, I've kind of had some, um, with Washington's, Washington's ban, um, all the attempts that they're getting to get that repealed. Um, I posted something in, well, I posted it everywhere I could again, and I put it into a couple of Facebook groups and, um, there's, there's a couple of Idaho ones that I'm, that I'm members of and just people send me requests and I'll join them if it's hunting related. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I like seeing hunting stuff and, and it's a good place to share stuff like this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got into it with a couple of people and it's, you know, tasteful discussion trying to sway someone's mindset. What is this doing here? It doesn't belong here. It's, this is an Idaho forum. Like it does belong here. And here's why you may have never hunted Washington. You may never, you, yeah, you may never plan to hunt Washington, but if they lose this and this stays gone, they use that momentum to roll to the next state. And I promise you, eventually it will be your loss mm-hmm. or you will be the one that's next up on the chopping block and you're going to be the one asking for help. And I guarantee you don't want to hear some guy from, 
you know, who knows where Texas or, you know what I mean? California, whatever state saying, that's not my problem. It's everyone's problem because again, the more and more, the more momentum they gain, the worse, the harder it's going to be for the next fight. Yeah. So we've got to stay organized and that's what, that's what this is. It's, I mean, it's, it's easy to see because some of these things, when, when I've seen them, you you trying to figure it out, you know what I mean? It's okay. So it's, it's hard. Like I've actually debated um, starting changing my account from a personal to a professional or whatever the, whatever the option is. There's two options on the kind of accounts you can have on, on Instagram. And I just have a regular one. And I'm, I'm honestly, I've, I go back and forth about switching it to the, to the other one. So I can post a clickable link because people are lazy. You know what yeah. I mean? We've all got stuff. And I mean, you know, we're busy is really what it is, but I mean, we're lazy. If mm-hmm. you can take it to where someone just has to click on something and, and put in their email address and that's it, you're going to get a lot more response. And that's why that change, that those, the change petitions work is because all you got to do is put in your email address. Well, let's and, talk about that. Click it. Let's talk, uh, Chris, I want to, I want to talk about that exact thing for just a minute, because in that, in that meeting tonight that, and again, I was only on the first 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, but Mike, uh, how do you say his last name? Castillo, the host. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, he, he was talking about like somebody brought up the fact that in 2011, uh, when when the Humane Society of the United States (HSUS) uh, was, you know, coming after what was it, mountain lions or, or hounds or, or something, and uh, or maybe it was no, what it was is the the California <clears throat> is it wildlife. Or uh, California uh, Fish and Game, or what? What is it? I, it I, used to be Fish and Game, but I then know they, they changed, changed it, it. to Wildlife. Yeah, Fish and Wildlife. I think is what it yeah. is. Something like that. Anyway, they yeah. were they were thinking about doing the you know the bear tags, making the bear tags basically from seventeen fifty to up to twenty five hundred. I may be a right. little off on those numbers, but that that's basically the general idea. They were up. They were wanting to up the bear season tags. They were taking public comment. HSUS put puts out this thing where it made it super easy for people just to put in their uh, email address and sign this petition or sign, you know, whatever the comment period was. Maybe there was yep. like this cookie cutter response that HSUS created and they were just signing their name to it. And, and they got like 8,000 signatures in a short amount of time. And this is back and zero before, hunters and, responded. and like zero hunters responded. And, yeah. and so that's what we're up against. They're very efficient. There's, uh, you have to, you have to give credit where credit's due. These organizations, they're, good at this. they're, they're better very, than me, they're very good at this. They're professional lobbyists. They, they, you know, and, and it doesn't matter if it's HSUS or if it's PETA or Center for Biological Diversity or, or whoever, but they're very effective and they're very good at, at getting their, you know, I, I, I always call it rallying their troops. These people mm-hmm. that were signing that weren't necessarily California citizens. Uh, or yep. residents. The, these people could have been anywhere in the United States, or even in you know from Mexico or whatever, um, or or Canada or or you know it just it doesn't matter from where they were. The point is is they were very effective at getting a lot of signatures in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And this is how we end up on the defense all the time. We're never yep. on the offense. And and this is what I feel you know that something set up like how for wildlife. Is is how th- it is one way that we can effectively counter their yes. effectiveness. Does that make sense? And yes. I finally found on the page I was clicking on the wrong tab, but their mission. Uh, just real quick, let me run through this 
so so people understand how for wildlife.org our goal is to provide you with the simplest most efficient tools to take action on legis- legislative issues that pose a threat to wildlife conservation furthermore how for wildlife will provide you with the resources to get involved with local events like how to effectively make your voice heard at wildlife commission meetings and how to get pro wildlife management laws onto the books just to name a few so i wanted to i wanted to get that out there that that's kind of one of the you know, the, the bread and butter of, of what this website is talking about is how to get hunters that are actively engaged and want to have a voice because, let's face it, a lot of people, not everybody has a podcast. Not everybody has a huge following on, on social media. Uh, you know, there, a lot of us are, are just average people that like to hunt and we're passionate about it and we feel like our voices are never heard, we're ignored, and this is one way to counter that. And all we do is get drowned out by these groups like HSUS. And so that, that's that's kind of the, the gist of what I was trying to get out there, if that makes sense. Do you have anything to add to that? No, and it's, I mean, really, that's that's what it, that's what, what Charles has, has built this to be is. So right now there's, unless he's got it updated now, he said he was working on it during the, during that Zoom meeting. There's, um there's either three or four, I think there's three action items right now and there might be the fourth. And it's, it's stupid simple. I mean, once you, so you sign up, you know, you, you get, you get yourself logged onto the website, you create your account. And then as long as you're logged on, you go to the take action, the take action section on there and it'll tell you about the the current action items. So, Oh yeah, there's four uh, of them on there now. So he got Colorado up and added on to it. Colorado's Um, up. uh, And it's, I mean, it's it's stupid simple. It's it's you know it's so, the kind of stuff we need, just like that. that oh, let me uh, run through change one. petitions. Let, let let me run through one, and we can we can kind of walk through this because guys, when when Chris just said that you just get on there and create an account, that is free. It's totally free. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's not like you're they're asking you to pay anything. There is a donate tab if you if you uh, want to donate. Okay, so I clicked on that and. Then it shows recent action takers. Oh, okay. So here's what it does. When when you click on that, it wants you to type your first name, which I'm going to do real quick. Okay. Jim. Um, whoops. Dude, I cannot type tonight. Wow. <laughs> that was crazy. I, you should have seen what my last name came out as. Um, okay. And then last name. And so basically what they're doing is in order for this to be a legitimate signature, uh, to go that, that counts for your voice, it has to have your first and last name and an email address, which is exactly what organizations like HSUS require. Okay, so I got all that. I got my email address in there. It's got a letter, dear, dear, you know, oh, recipient name goes there. So they're going to fill that in. I am a concerned conservationist. I'm not going to read all that. And then it's, it'll say, sincerely, my name, which will be Jim Huntsman. I'd like to stay informed about... Yeah, and then you just hit the add your how button. Boom! I just helped. Gosh, I don't even know which one I did. I think that was a Washington. That was the Washington. So was it, is it yeah. the top one? Uh, it was a middle one. Okay, yeah, I think that's Washington. And I just did the Colorado one while while you were doing that. Okay, so, so now I'm up to date and I've done all four. And that's it's 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 literally that simple. You put in your first and last name and your email address. And so a little more information on that. It's not cookie cutter to a point, but it's not the same one every time. There's I, at this point, from what Charles was saying on the last Zoom meeting, there's like three that go out. Mm-hmm. So it's again, it's not the exact same email every time. There's there's three of them. And 
with I think with the Colorado one, it, it, it goes and it's not just going to one place. So depending upon, you know, what the case is, which, you know, which what the action item is, however many people there are that are the decision makers in in that case, it sends one to each of them. Gotcha. And and That's there's something fantastic. else that he's working on. Yeah. The the next phase of, of what he's trying to do with it is after that, after you hit send on that, there will be another prompt to see if you want to make a phone call. And because these people are all, you know, office holders or, you know, I mean, I don't know what all their titles are, but I mean, they're, they're someone that has an office, their phone number is listed somewhere. So he's going to get that programmed in there. Um, and, and again, like I was saying before, just like the other side, we have emotion, we have emotion that we have to deal with because this is our yep. life. This is not, this isn't just, this isn't just us going, Hey, see what that guy's doing. He's having fun. Let's stop him. Yeah, we're we're invested in this. This is the way we live. This is, I mean, this is this is human nature. We none of us none of us exist at this point in this day and age without hunting. You know what I mean? Go go back to you know uh, what was her name? What was the first uh, Lucy? Right? Was that the first uh, the the first humanoid uh, Neanderthal or what? I can't even remember what I her you know gene, Homo habilis or whichever genus she was. But I mean, the first like a walking human. Make that person, make that being, a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. we look a lot different right now. You know what I mean? This totally. doesn't look like it does, right? It, and I mean, I can't say that it might not be better, but you know, it like a lot of women guess that it, that it doesn't end up the same way. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, boom, I, know I, I just signed. That. Okay. Uh, I just emotion. signed all four of them. Um, yeah. Emotion. So there's going to be some kind of coaching points where it, it makes the, it makes the phone call for you. And then it's going to say, you know, here's some, here's some kind of talking points. So, you know, if you're like me and, and you're liable to just get on there and start screaming at him because like, how dare you, you know, or you get upset. You, you don't know what to say. You're tongue tied. Here's some talking points. When you're ready, click this button and it'll connect the call. So, you know, we've gone a step further now. Now we're sending emails and, and, but he's, he's taking all the legwork out of it. You know oh, what I mean? You awesome, don't have to man. go. I can't find the phone call thing, but that, that is fantastic. It's, it's not up and running yet. Okay. It, it's, but that's, it's, it's that's coming. like the phase two. Okay. Right. Okay. That's going to be cool. And, and I just, you know, I, whatever we could do from my from my end to to help this thing grow, um, I'm open to it because like like you were just talking, it's it's it it took a lot of the emotion, it took a lot of the the work and the legwork out of it. There's a letter written, boom, that goes. That's going to count as another signature. And just remember, like two thousand signatures with emails attached to them can have a just a wildly huge impact on on these legislative yeah. de- decisions. So um, I'm getting so excited I can't talk straight, but in the time that you just explained that, I, I have I just supported four different causes, and and that yeah. is how we help make a dent in in this mess that we're in. I want to I want to take just a second to to discuss you know what you were talking about um, while I was busy signing there and couldn't. There we go. Yeah, so I just I helped Arizona hunters with the bear lion bobcat issue, the Washington State Wildlife Commission issue, uh, with the which is the spring bear hunting um, that they got rid of, California bear management issue, and the Colorado SB 22-031, which is a another predator bill. Notice how these are all predator bills. Um, mm-hmm. That's where they start. Yeah. So anyway, you know it's. One thing that people, I, I want to take some of this discussion away from 
a lot of us get real hung up on on this, you know, emotion based versus science based, or or we get hung up on, uh, you know, the 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 data that we always want to present, and and it's more about that because the data is on our side, the science is on our side, so it's an easy yes. place to go, right? But a lot of times we're we're kind of dropping the ball on the philosophical side of this, and and that's kind of one one thing that I, I want to bring up, and it's it's one of the things that I'm talking about in the book that I'm I'm working on. Is is some of the philosophical sides of this, you know? And, and I'll give you a great example. You brought up vegetarians. If if the the first human erect human or whatever started out as a vegetarian, you use some words I don't know how to pronounce. Um, you know how we would look, and, and, and you know we 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 would look a lot different. You're right. You know I I kind of envision like carrot top or something, but. Um, <laughs> The uh, <laughs> the philosophical point to that and and side of that is, you know, as and I'm just talking to Americans here, as an American, philosophically, I I would never want to infringe on somebody's right to become a vegetarian and and live that lifestyle. That is their right. That that is how God created this country. They they can live and make those kind of life choices however they please. Where it runs into a problem is where they want that lifestyle transposed or translated into mine. And and where they the these folks that seem to have this misguided sense that they have some entitled right to tell us that we're wrong and we have to change. And you know, it does go back to, you know, they, they feel this way because of a lot of emotion, a lack of scientific data, a, la- a lack of understanding of the North American model of wildlife conservation and, and, the, and the, the policies behind that that have created one of the most successful wildlife management programs on the face of the earth. And we could talk until we're blue in the face on that topic, and it's not what really is going to move the needle. What is really going to move the needle for us is the philosophical approach and some somewhat of an emotional approach. And when I say emotional approach, I don't mean coming at it, you know, just like a Karen or something, you know, waving their arms and screaming and yelling and squealing. That's not what I mean. It's okay to have emotion behind it, right? You, you know what I mean? It's good to have some emotion behind it. And and where I get emotional, where, where emotion comes in for me is when I feel that my freedom as an American to live the kind of destiny and lifestyle that I want, because that is what the American dream is, is being threatened by people who don't understand me and they have a different philosophy and a different opinion as to how people should live, somehow have and think they have the right to take my lifestyle away. Nobody gets to tell anybody else in this country how to live their life. And and for me that is a that is a super important thing. It is a super important thing. I don't care if it's a politician. Politicians work for us. I don't care if it's you know some commissioner or or some well-funded anti-hunting organization. They do not get to tell me a man who was raised in the freest country on the face of the planet how to live my life. And philosophically, that's I think an important aspect of this argument, not that a bunch of, you know, extreme leftists are going to understand that from, you know, when we're talking about, you know, banning bear hunting, but from, from our side of it, when we, when we need to look at 
a philosophical side of it and, and understand that our country was founded on this belief system. And a lot of people have died protecting that belief system. And because of other people's opinions about what hunting is and what it should be or shouldn't be, does not change my right to pursue my life the way I want to. Does that make sense? How I'm trying to explain that? No, 100%. And while, while we're, while we're on that subject, because it's relevant, thank you for your service. I mean, it's, Oh, you, thanks, man. You, you, when you figure that into the equation. And I mean, you, you, like you said, look at all the people that have died to make this country what it is mm-hmm. and, and all the effort that's gone into it, you know, over, I mean, people came here for a reason. And it was to flee, you know, that kind of persecution, the, the someone else making those decisions for you to come here to be free and, and mm-hmm. live out their life with their destiny, you know, and, and make, you know, make their American dream. It is. It, it's, it that, is. That's what this, that's what this country is founded on. Personal I mean, destiny creation. Uh, yeah. The government does not provide my life. God gave me this life. I don't need the government. Yeah. I, I, and yep. and that, now I'm going down way into, you know, people are going to be like, oh, man, Huntsman's a, he's an extremist up there on his mountain. No, it's, it's, that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. It's just fundamental foundational, um, philosophical reasonings for being proud to be an American and all these people that want to tear down my country and they, they want to blame us for everything and change our entire system because they feel uncomfortable with the way things are, or they're mad about certain actions that, uh, that, that took place in, in because one, one of the mistakes people make is they, they try to compare historical events into a modern context and it doesn't work. You can't compare. Uh, anyway, that's a whole other podcast episode. Getting back to this, it's just a, this is America. I, I don't care. It, I, you don't ever hear hunters calling up vegans and being like, bitch, you need to start eating meat because that's yep. what I think. You know, yep. you know, that's not how, it, that's not how this works. You, go, go be a vegan all you want. I don't care, but don't tell me I can't go hunt and I can't eat meat and, and pursue my own life. It's yep. not your business. Anyway, rant over, man. Rant over. Well, and honestly, I mean, and I, I think that there, I mean, there are there are vegan extremists, right? But I don't. Mm-hmm. The people that are, I, I think, for the most part, I haven't done all that much personal research on you know Kitty and all of her uh, you know minions, but they're hypocrites because I would guess that the vast majority of them eat meat. Now that's a, that's a actually that's that's a very relevant and good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that especially sometimes on my show we've we've gotten a little bit aggressive with vegans and, and putting a lot of blame on vegans when it's actually, it's actually vegans are not the problem. There is a very small portion of vegans that give all other vegans a bad name. Just like there's a very small percentage of hunters that give all other hunters a bad name, right? They just yep. always seem to be the loudest. And, yep. and, but, but vegans are not our problem. It's anti hunters. I'll never yep. forget my buddy, Bob Lagasa that I had on the show. He was a guy that, uh, he was attacked by a grizzly bear over hunting in, in, uh, over in Montana and, yeah. uh, had him on the show. He, he sends me this picture of somebody in his Facebook messenger, this lady, uh, she's got this big poofy hair and she's wearing a bib that has, you know, a picture of a lobster on it. And she's holding up two lobsters in her and just smiling ear to ear, all excited to eat these lobsters. And her comment was, 
calling Bob a murderer for hunting elk. Yeah. I mean, the hypocrisy of that. And I think that that is where our problem lies. That those are, that's where the issues are. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily vegans. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Cause I, I do, I do need to correct that sometimes. <laughs> well, it's, 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 we all, it, I think that it's, if we really watch, like even, even with the, it, it doesn't matter what it is. We, we all, I think, I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I know I do it, but you, you kind of make a blanket statement, right. Without even really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where, that's where a lot of the, of a lot of the division within hunters happens, you know, where you kind of, you know, you make toss a comment towards a, a certain group or whatever. And it's, we have to be, if anything, all the political correctness stuff that like I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis here that I don't know if that's so much of an issue everywhere else in the country, but like, it's definitely something that's like a, a real, a real issue here that you got to watch out what you say, or, you know, could have negative repercussions has been kind of helpful to a point because I feel like I catch some of those things. You know what I mean? I'm like, you make a comment and be like, well, maybe, maybe that was not exactly what I meant. Or maybe, maybe I could see how that could be like, that could make that group offensive, yeah, yeah that make that group feel a little bit you know you know separate or or you know take a yeah take take offense to it but it's it's human nature you know what i mean it's, yeah. we're just that's just the way we're used to being and it's kind of another one of those reprogrammings we have to we have to do to ourselves in this process man that's that's really good perspective man i you know something like that is that's why one of the one of the things I love about doing this podcast is getting perspectives like that because um, that's that really is a, a point that a lot of people could take uh, into consideration in terms of how they approach or how they deliver things because and, and I'm I'm so guilty of that like I'm so over political correct, correctness that to a point where I, I I like don't give a fuck who I'm a, a fan <laughs> you you know what I mean like it's bad I don't give a fuck if somebody's offended at something I say and. That's not necessarily always a good thing. Like, like you were just saying, sometimes there is a better way to do this and, and a better approach in, in what, what, what I guess would come out of that is a, is a more effective way to communicate with people that, uh, might not understand you if, if you're too brash. And that's, that's what I, I, I've been that way and I'm guilty of that. In fact, uh, as, as I'm writing this book, I, I've, I've found myself like erasing entire paragraphs because I would offend half of the Western hemisphere. And so, uh, and I, you know, again, I, I don't mind so much, but, but the point is, is to make an effective, uh, articulation of our, our point or our, our point or our argument or whatever, so that people can listen and understand each other. So there's more cohesion, not to piss each other off. And, uh, you know, so that, no, that's great perspective, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I uh, getting back to this, how for wildlife, um, what are how points? Do you know? So I'm not sure where that's going to go, but it's basically, it's, it's, that was one of the things that that Charles kind of touched on tonight, but it's just, that's something else that's going to happen in the phase two. But basically it's, it's just kind of rewarding you for, do do you have, are you looking at it right now? Do you actually have points yet? Has it, has it tallied them up for you? No. Uh, well, wait a minute, let me refresh this thing. So all the, like the action items that you've taken, um, you will you will get points for them. It's just a matter of like I said, I don't know if it's if it's tallied them for you or not. But uh, I have 54 points right now, um, and it's basically at some point 
there's going to be incentive. And I don't know if that's going to come in the form of like um, with sponsorship, you know what I mean? Or, or um, yeah. companies kind of getting behind this and donating to it. Um, but I'm, I'm imagining, and again, this is, this is just my thoughts on it because he didn't, he just said that that's something that's going to come and it's just an idea to give, you know, just to give people incentive to kind of do this kind of stuff. But if there's going to be like a gear shop or whatever, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it, it's, again, it's just something to, but it, it breaks it down at the bottom description. You know what I mean? So, um, I got 10, 10 how points for, um, the email to Colorado, 10 for California, um, two for signing up for one of the, for a meeting, um, another two for another meeting, 10 for Washington and 10 for Arizona and then five just for joining. So I thought I made an account, but apparently I don't have an account set up or I forgot. uh, Go to your, uh, you gotta, did you confirm it? You gotta, when you sign up and then it'll send you a confirmation email and then you gotta, you gotta activate it. So you might not be fully activated yet. And it sounds like you type like I do. I, I put in my email address wrong and I had to get a hold of Charles. I was like, Hey, um, I probably did that wrong because I didn't get the confirmation email yet. Yeah. I don't and have I a confirmation a, email. Spelling error. It confirmed, it confirmed that I did. I took action for those four action items, but I, I, it, I don't have a con, uh, confirmed, uh, let's see, registration. I'll, I'll fix that later. Anyway, it's, it's yeah. throwing me way off here. Cause I get all been out of shape about stuff like that. Oh man, what did I do? <laughs> okay. I didn't get my points. I didn't get my points. I want my points. No. Um, no, that's awesome, man. I think I think this is what we need is something like this. And, and I, I this is one of those things that a lot of people talk about putting together to to help hunters have just like a, a general, you know, a, a place to launch all this from, you know, a centralized place like this website. Uh, yeah. So this is awesome. Is there is there do you have like any idea? Besides, you know, the phone calls and stuff like that. I'll let, dude, I'll, I'll do those. When he gets those phone calls up, I'll do I'll record it and make a podcast out of it. But, yeah. um, no, that's awesome. Uh, what is there anything else coming down the pike that, that people should know about with this? Not that I'm aware of at this point. But like I said, I mean, I, I know he's, he's been working on this since we, you know, since, since, since we dealt with Senator with Wiener. The, yeah, SB 252. But, and that's the other thing is so, those things are great if you see them coming around, but I don't know that everybody knows this. Don't donate to them because all that money goes to change.org. You know what I mean? And I mean, I guess yeah. to a point it, it helps them do this, but I mean, because I signed that, that petition, I get other emails from change.org and a lot of, I see more anti-hunting petitions come through there than mm-hmm. pro-hunting petitions. Right. So obviously if, you know, sign the ones that you're behind, but don't give them any money, something like this, you know, or you're, you know, whatever your, you know, your sportsman's Alliance or, you know, any of those kind of things are, are a much better place for you to send your money than, yeah. than change.org because that's not, you know, you're not helping us. You're, you're, you're helping somebody that doesn't have a side. Yep. So, yeah, I, but, I, I yeah, get I mean, some crazy it, ones off of change.org. Like, oh my, and, like, and it's, I can't figure out a way to comment in there and it's probably for the better. I know. <laughs> I want to respond. Like, what do you right? mean? Like, uh, this is totally based on fiction and you yeah. need to wake up. What kind of sci-fi fight, life yeah. are you living in to think that people like me would support something like that? Grow up. Uh, yeah, no, that's crazy. That's, that's, I'm glad you said that. So donate, if you guys want to donate, there is a donate tab for how for wildlife that I, I, I would assume that that money is just kind of going in to help make this website possible. 
that kind of stuff I or is where where does that kind of funding go? Yeah, it's going to go towards towards things where we actually, you know, take action on these things. Um, and again, I mean, I think you should try to get Charles on because this is his, you know, this is his brainchild. And and yeah, well, if you know, you know, if you know Charles, if you know Charles, tell him, tell him I'd love to have him on. I, I will. I'll, I'll get a. Okay. I'll, I'll shoot him a message as soon as we. I actually, I actually messaged him a couple times because I got an error message when I filled out the Colorado one. So I've been kind of talking to him while we're talking right now, but. Okay. Um, it's it's the more people we can get on this the better because it's going to help us like i said i mean that you know coast to coast i've sent it to people in in you know alberta canada that i know you know virtually through instagram i've posted it everywhere that i could i could think of but the more people we have on this just to be able to flood those you know senators or you know, wildlife office, whole, you know, whatever they're, whatever these people's titles are, the people that are making the decisions on these mm-hmm. things, we just start blowing up their, you know, their emails. And once he's got the, the phone calls linked to it, you know, start flooding them and talking to them. It's yeah. going to do nothing but help all of us. You know what I mean? And again, it doesn't matter what state you live in. I, I got, it's frustrating when you hear that argument to a point, I understand it. But at the same time, we have to get rid of that. That has to go away. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter if they're not like, you know, if they're keeping a tally sheet. OK, that's, you know, 16 residents and 7000 non-residents. They're going to get sick of hearing the non-residents calling and, and sending emails. Also, it's it, it yeah. all helps. It all helps. You know what I mean? It, it all, all helps. helps. And it's irrelevant when when it comes to our, our brothers and sisters out there that are hunters. It, it doesn't matter what state you're in. If you know, I, and I don't know, you had made the point this, you know, maybe some people get frustrated with that. I've seen that too. Um, in fact, I saw that tonight on social media my buddy Mike was posting something about this, how, how for wildlife and somebody kind of made a smart ass comment that was not, not my problem kind of thing. And, and, you know, that's a sad state of affairs for somebody to have because they went with what people like that don't understand is, is. When when hunters in California or Arizona or Washington or Colorado are affected in that way, that makes it easier for us in the states that aren't affected today get affected tomorrow. It makes it it sets the precedent that we don't want set. We these yep. these are the precedents that we have to stop. They we have to stop them in their tracks before they move everywhere else. And if 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 some crazy you know, HSUS submitted, you know, a petition in the state of Idaho. I would want my friends in Texas and my friends in California and my friends in Arizona and, and even Canada, which by the way, we've got some friends in Canada that are fired up and they want to help. You know, they're there for us. We, they, we need to yeah. have their back as well. So we, and they're, you know, they've suffered losses lately they, too. I they mean, have it's... suffered major losses. And I think that one of the reasons they get so fired up and they're so into some of the legislation action items that are, that are taking place down here in the States is because they've been there. They've done that. They've watched this. They, they've watched a lot of their hunting rights get taken away from them. And so we, we've got friends up there and they need our help. And it just, I, I, I can't get on board with this mentality that this is a California issue. We need to forget about it. This is a Washington issue. We need to forget it. It's not my problem. No, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to take 30 seconds of my life to write my first last name and send an email. Yeah. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. It's, it's just part of the problem, man. It's part of the problem and we got to fix this problem. 
It's a long yeah, road. Erase the state. We need to erase the state. And from now on, it just needs to be a hunting issue. Yeah. Well and that's said. it. Yep. That's, that's how we have to look at it. I mean, it, it's, or, or it's going to be your issue, you know, that's, it is. that's I, the it, only it way is. to see it. I, I'll never, I'll just never understand that mentality. And, and, and I'll just never give up on, on trying to make right all these wrongs, I guess is is one way to say yeah. it. This has got this has got to be top of mind for all hunters. I know that right now it's January. We're all buried in snow, except for you folks down in. You got snow where you live in California? I'm I'm at like uh I'm I might be over a hundred feet. I think I'm at like 115 feet above sea level. So it's, oh. it's got to get pretty bad before I get snow. I didn't get to go play in it a little bit this year. Oh, yeah? I had to hunt like a day in it. And I got, it was more exciting than I bargained for. Actually, I had to change my plans because I, I couldn't get to where I wanted to go because of the amount of snow, but yeah, no, it's, it's not, not a regular thing here. So, well, but yeah, you, you can come up to my place and play in it right now if you want, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You, you got more, more than you need, right? Bring a snow shovel. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Chris, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, that was a good conversation, and I think this is just kind of the introduction to a lot of things coming down um, as as we kind of roll into this new year. Uh, this this is a good way to introduce a lot of these issues and talk about how for wildlife. Um, is there anything you want to add about how for wildlife or anything along those the, that this topic? It's so it for you know it, put it if you would I mean I'm sure you will but put it in the show notes or whatever but Howl underscore org um, on on Instagram um, is the you know he, he made a page for it and everything when he launched it um, if if anybody's got you know you want help spreading a word on I don't care what it is you know what I mean if they're trying to you know ban pigeon hunting with wrist rockets in your state tell me and I will, I will spread it as wide as I can. You know what I mean? It just, there's, God, that sounds like fun, man. I'd go pigeon. Right? Well, I mean, that's, let's do it. Right. Let's, let's I mean, try that. if it's, if it's legal, I'm 100% your cheerleader for it. <laughs> and that's, that's, I mean, that's the way more of us need to start looking at things. But if, you know, yeah. knowing who it's kind of even further than, you know, developing a, a kind of a circle of people, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. knowing who like, Hey, there's a problem. Like get it, you know, just spread it to these people. They'll spread it and it'll just keep spreading. And, and then it, we get the reactions that we need and, you know, and we keep these things instead of having to try to get them back. Yeah. And, and, you know, once we get that figured out, we can actually start to try to get some of this stuff that we've already lost back. You know what I mean? A couple of, mm-hmm. a couple of victories in, in squash and some of these ballots, and, you know, presenting science well, we can, you know, I would love to see California have, be able to hunt mountain lions again. Yeah. I don't know that it'll ever happen in my lifetime, but I mean, it sounds good, right? It's, it's, we can, I can hold my breath across my fingers and until then, I mean, why not? We can, we can do this. We can get California turned around uh, in terms of the hunting stuff. I can't, I can't tell you that it'll ever be a, uh, you know, non- well, that's bringing politics into it. Um, you're going to always be yeah, some I know, I crazy blue yeah. left-wing nutcase state, okay? Uh, I'll just say it. But, hey, we can we can get some of this other stuff turned around. I, I, I really do. I, I believe that. I believe that that it, with, there is enough hunters. When you, when you talk about the actual amount of dedicated hunters out there in terms of population, I believe that we outnumber the activist anti-hunters. I, I believe that. 
That yes. be, and, and the reason why I believe that is because that is the long-standing traditional way of life for a lot of Americans. Anti-hunting is an activism thing. This, these are extremist people. They have extremist views, and I feel like, in in my opinion, they lack other things, and so they have to like make up, and I don't know if it's an ego thing or a self-importance thing, they have to find ways to, to fulfill themselves because their souls have holes in them. And yeah. that is not the case for a hunter. Hunters are not, by nature activists or extremists we're just hunters we're just people that like to hunt we're passionate about hunting we yeah. know why. we want to be left alone and we, we want to be go left for a alone walk we, in the woods exactly we want to we want to live our life the way we want it we we want to do it and we don't want to be told that we can't and yeah. and that's it and so the the i i always think of the quote and and i i'm going to totally draw a blank on the name but after pearl harbor the captain the, the commander of the Japanese naval fleet that was out, you know, after after the attack on Pearl Harbor, what they considered it a success. They're having like this, you know, celebration on one of the ships. But the commander was sitting there super quiet. And I used to know his name. I used to know that kind of stuff like crazy because I was a dork. But um, I still am. I just am rusty at it. But he's sitting there alone and all quiet, you know, and everybody's celebrating and they're popping champagne bottles. And, you know, oh, we just you know, whooped up on the American Navy there at Pearl Harbor and, and, and blah, blah, blah. And then somebody kindly finally walks up to the commander and they, they're, they've got this look of concern on their face and they ask him, you know, commander, what's the matter? How come you're not celebrating with everybody else? And he looks up and he says, because I believe we just woke a sleeping giant. And he was right. They attacked yeah. the sleeping giant. And I believe that on a very much, obviously a smaller scale, uh, and 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 a much less violent scale. This this can be similar. The anti hunters perhaps have woken, and and you could if you look back through this here this this past year since SB uh, two fifty two, uh, it, it's pretty evident they have woken a sleeping giant. And and I believe that the strength and the unification and the allied uh, togetherness, if that's a, if that's a word. <laughs> of what hunters can bring to the table and the fight that they have in within their hearts and souls when it comes to our lifestyle as hunters, I think there's a lot of it in there and we have a lot of work to do and, and they're up to the task. We just got to bring it to the table so that everybody's there and everybody can make an impact. So again, brother, I appreciate it, man. Uh, this stuff, I'm super passionate about it. Um, I appreciate guys like you that are also passionate about it. There's a lot out there. There's a lot of people making a big difference. Um, you know, that I, I've noticed you, you've been super active with this. Um, the Did you say his name was Charles that made the website? Yeah, it's uh, Charles, was it Watma? I, I always, I can never remember his last name. Uh, well, hold on, I looked it up. Whatever Charles, his last yeah, name Charles is, Charles Whitwam. Okay, and and I appreciate Charles and and the work. So if you listen to this, Charles, I appreciate the work that you put into this website. I mean, I'm looking at this website, and as a guy who has to pay for his own website and have all that design, this is this is a very well done website. It works. There's no bugs in it that I could see. Uh, this is legitimate stuff here. So nice job, Charles. I'd love you to come on the show if you're listening. Uh, other people, there's David Bowes out there. There's Joel Swecker. There's uh, Mike Hers. Even G- my buddy Jason Phelps out there making making some noise over all this stuff going on. There's a, there's too many to list on this, 
but I, I just appreciate everybody coming together for for you know a joint effort like this at w- what we're seeing, and and I think that there's there's a lot of good that's going to come out of this in in terms of the future of hunting. And uh, Chris, any closing thoughts, brother? No, just I mean you know we're all hunters. There's all the state lines. I mean stop stop looking at the non-residents like you know like they're like they're screwing stuff up for you. You know we're yeah. we're all hunters. You know, throw throw your throw your uh, throw your buddy from on the other side of the state line of bone, and and just you know, let's start building long distance relationships and friendships, and and be there to support each other. I mean, it's it's yeah. Yeah. this is this is all of our fight, and it will be all of our loss if we do not come together. And it'll be all of our victory when we do come together and make this shit happen, man. And we can right. we can we'll all be able to pat each other on the back. Great point. All right, man. Well, thanks again. Um, everybody, like uh, Chris, you had mentioned, you, you had asked me, yes, this will all be in the show notes. The the howlforwildlife.org website, it'll be in the show notes. Jump on there and create a free account and and sign the take action items that are, that are listed on the ta- take action uh, tab there. Uh, definitely give them a follow on Instagram. Uh, Chris, what's your Instagram handle again? Elpis underscore Chris. Okay, I'll put I'll put that in there in the show notes too. So we'll have the the How for Wildlife website and Instagram and your Instagram in the show notes uh, for anybody you know jump in there and, and uh, follow along with everybody. So we're all you know again just a, a rising tide raises all ships. Just keep that in mind. So thanks again, man. I appreciate you coming on, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you, sir. made it all the way to the end thank you so much for tuning into the show we sure appreciate your support this is jim huntsman signing off and reminding you to check us out at instagram at the western huntsman and on facebook at the western huntsman and you can also check out the website at thewesternhuntsman.com thanks again we'll see you guys next time stay western and i'll see you on the mountain